You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 162. We're discussing Sanjay's Shazam! Spoiler-free review, endgame merchandise, and C2E2 comic reveals. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay! We got the whole crew kind of back at the table this week. For yeah. the first time, the three of us are bringing you a podcast that is entirely dependent on my internet and Skype. <laughs> <laughs> we may Boys, be in trouble. Yes, we are. Boys, it's great to have you guys here. This is the first time in quite some time that we've managed to align our schedules to talk some nerd. We've done some back and forth, some you and I, Sanjay, myself and Troy. And here we are. We've got the three of us back to talk nerd. It's been a busier week in nerd, so we got lots to talk about. Sunjay did get a sneak peek at Shazam. We've got some really interesting endgame stuff to talk about here. And we're gonna jump also into some comic book talk because Hickman is back in the Marvel Ooh, comic book universe. Yes. Very, very exciting. So guys, how you been? How's it going? It's it's baby season. You know, yeah. I'm days away from due date, <laughs> but here we are. How you guys? You may been? have to leave today. Like, if your wife comes down, you may have to like put this podcast on hold, or will you let her? Like, will she let you finish? Like, you know, <laughs> your contraction started like a little bit. This probably won't take that long. Like, she'll still be like a little ways to go. Well, it, it's really funny you say that because when I was upstairs talking to her before I came down to get ready to record, she says, "I have to get this off my chest. I really want to text you during the podcast and tell you that I'm in labor." She's telling me this <laughs> because. That allows her to express it, and she won't do it. <laughs> so <laughs> if at any point you guys hear me get up and run, it's because it's it's real, I think. I may or may yeah. not be back. <laughs> but interestingly enough, when we're looking at days here, we're talking about babies. You guys, you guys had your babies, your vets now, the two-kid thing. I am oh, yeah. four days away from my wife's due date as we record. Mm-hmm. But we're also nine days away from Shazam, 16 days away from Celebration, 31 days, one month away from Endgame. 100 days from Far From Home, 114 from San Diego Comic-Con 2019, 191 until The Joker, and 268 days until Episode 9. Not that I'm counting any of this. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got exciting things this month, exciting things in the summer, and exciting things towards Christmas. It's going to be a crazy time for us guys here. And yeah, it's 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 time to talk some nerd though. Like it's Let's we've got it. a, we've got a lot to count down towards. I'm gonna try to rush us through here because you know I'm on that ticking time clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how, how's the weekend nerd been, Sanjay? How's yes. things? You had that sneak peek. You've been doing some steelbooking. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a good weekend nerd for me. I went to the early screening of Shazam. Uh, you hear all about that later, unless uh, Tim has to run to the, to the <laughs> delivery room. But. Uh, uh, so that was amazing. And then I just picked up today the uh, digibook for Aquaman. Looks fantastic. It's got that lenticular cover. It's got Aquaman, Black Manta. Ooh, it's a Sunrise exclusive. It's it's mint. It's nice. And the uh, Steelbook is coming from Best Buy tomorrow, which will be yesterday when you're listening to this. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm collecting those Steelbooks like Thanos collects stones. So yes, uh, it's been good. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Nice. Troy, man. Nice. You've been out in the hunt? Uh, you know, it's been pretty quiet for me. 
I only picked up two comics actually this week. I picked up uh, X-Men 13, Uncanny X-Men 13, and Uncanny X-Men 14. Really right. digging this comic right now. The art's a little shaky for me, but apart from that, man, I love the crew. I love the team that we got in the X-Men franchise or comic book series right now. And, um, you know, I'm going to do a little something weird right now. I did pick up something else, and I'm just going to kind of show it to you guys on the screen, but I'm not going to tell you who it is for, because I picked up something for one of our listeners out there. Nice. Oh, wow. Hang tight. Yeah, hang tight right there. Here we go. I don't know if you guys can see. No. So you can take a guess who that's Shut for. Shut the front door. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's offered a pretty good price, right? So I couldn't pass that up. So um, one of our listeners out there, you know, tune in. You'll check your mailbox soon. That's all I'm going to say. Said, <laughs> said listener Do I qualify is going for to that? <laughs> I guess you're kind of a, you know, a fan of that franchise. I won't say what it is, but. Uh, yeah, are, you a, are you a listener, though, Sanjay? <laughs> I could be. I'm listening right now to you guys. Such <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Oh, that's dope, man. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah comic books for me. I, I took a deep dive back into to getting into the floppies. I've been reading Avengers No Road Home. Nice, nice. The miniseries, a weekly miniseries. Really enjoying that. I'm four issues in. Super stoked about that. I caught up on Cap this week. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. And I dove back into Marvel Unlimited, reading back through the Annihilation stuff again. So I've done some pretty heavy comic book reading. The collecting's been relatively slow. I did go on a bit of a Pez bender. (laughs) Oh, look at you. Yeah, so when we're at the Red and White show a couple weeks ago, I picked up a few of the 97 Star Wars Pezes. And from then, I went on to their website, and they have this really cool catalog about every Pez that they've ever produced. So I went from 2019 all the way back through their whole catalog, and I marked out what I have and what I don't have. And it turns out I have quite a substantial Marvel and Star Wars Pez collection for every most things that they've produced so i've decided i'm gonna get every single one (laughs) wow that's ambitious so i was running around getting all of the force awakens and the last jedi pezzes the porg and the bb-8 and all that and so i only have a few probably about eight to go in the star wars collection and probably only three to go in the marvel collection so yeah i'm a pez collector i guess (laughs) nice you got the vader helmet there and and the kylo ren Yep, got Vader, oh, Kylo yeah. Ren, the 97 nice. set that when we were at the Red and White, I picked up Yoda, C-3PO, the the Chewbacca. So it, it's all, they're, all, and they're only like two, three bucks. That's what I love about yeah. them. And that's why nice. I have so many of them is that I'll see them at Toys R Us or wherever when you're checking out. I'd be like, yeah, I could probably do with this. And that's how I ended up with so many Pezzes. So it, it's another small little niche part of my collection. But I'm really <laughs> enjoying hunting around for them because it's got a finite number. And I'm not spending yeah. 40 50 60 $70 on them. They're 3 yeah, bucks right. a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. less. Nice. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Check Dollarama. Sometimes they, I've seen Pezzes. I didn't know you collect, but I've seen Star Wars and Marvel Pezzes there. So, uh, yeah, check Dollarama. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and that's the candy shops have them, and usually yeah. have quite a few of them. We were down at Party City, and oh, grabbed a yeah. couple, couple from there this past weekend. So yeah, it's, it's kind of been a lot of fun running around chasing some of those. Nice. I guess we can call you the president. <laughs> There's those puns that we all love here. <laughs> and one other thing that we actually got that is an exclusive collectible to the nerd room. We got our first prototypes for some kind of merchandise, I guess you can call it. Some uh, swag, if you will. Stickers and coasters. I threw an image up on Twitter this past week. So check that out at the NerdRM on Twitter. 
and I'm, I'm pretty pleased with them actually. The coasters need a little bit of work, but the stickers I think are dope. So what I'm gonna do, we got enough here to kind of hand out a few. So the first five people to retweet the episode when I toss it up on Twitter on Thursday morning, I'm gonna send you some stickers. Just nice. one and maybe a coaster we'll see. I'm not thrilled with the quality. Like they're, they're kind of, it's kind of missing some of the lines. It didn't quite get the definition. So I'm not super thrilled with sending them out, but maybe I'll throw some coasters in there too. Nothing really crazy, <laughs> but it's just something that we started looking at and doing and executed. And they sent us the prototypes through Sticker Mule. And uh, nice. yeah, so first five retweets, you're going to get a sticker. Get also on send it. along $20 to the nerd room <laughs> at the nerd room. And then you will get uh, another sticker from me, <laughs> Sanjay. <laughs> Just going to be like a, a frozen sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it would be a nerd room sticker. I just said it'd be Sanjay yeah. sticker. It's all about the specifics, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one no, thing man, I wanna... That's awesome. Yes. I'm, I'm super stoked about, about this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's a lot of fun to do. Now, one thing I want to talk about here quick, guys, before we move off our weekend nerd is celebration is upon us. Like I said, it's 16 days away as we record. Unfortunately or not, I'm not heading down there. I've got my ticket. I'm handing it off actually to a listener. So once we get through this celebration exclusive lottery, that's Mm -hmm. something that they're doing. So I'm going to activate my badge that I do have a five day badge and this is something they're doing new at celebration. So you enter yourself into a lottery before celebration starts and by april 4th you'll yep. know if you get the exclusive or not and the same thing with the panels it's a lottery system and a reserve Ooh. seat system wow so before you even go to celebration those with badges are able to enter the lottery to get into panels as well as the exclusive so i should be able to know before i hand off my pass to said mm-hmm. listener if i'm going to get the exclusives that i want are or not and some of the cool exclusives when they did a bit of a reveal here there is a lego 20th anniversary lego vader bust so this is a a lego bust head it's about 320 pieces or so this thing looks awesome i'm definitely definitely want this this is an exclusive to san diego or san diego celebration and i believe we will find it in target as well eventually down the road in limited numbers there's the mall and obi-wan six inch black series carded episode one figures these things we've talked about before troy you and i both love these things i'm hoping to get my hands on these And then there's these cool Funko Pops. They've got these blue chrome Funko Pops that they're doing. They've got Leia, Yoda, Vader, a Stormtrooper, Chewie, and Boba Fett. So those are are quite sweet. And then there's a Watto and a Darth Maul, again, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Episode 1. So hopefully I'll know by next week if I have a baby and if I get my (laughs) Celebration exclusives. (laughs) Nice. Well, yeah, best of luck, man. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's a different system this year, which is is kind of confusing a lot of people. I know all of the guys that are going down, or some are happy about the fact they don't have to wait in line, and some mm-hmm. are are not because you know if you're willing to put that time commitment in to get into those seats, then maybe you should get it. Where me personally, from the periphery looking at this, it's this is an awesome awesome opportunity for people to not have to sleep overnight, enjoy the conference, as well as get into those panels. Nice, man. Yeah, so, I mean, San Diego needs that. You see people camping out like five days in advance, and you're like, there's no way I can even get into this panel, like the uh, main hall H. So I think they need to do that for uh, San Diego as well. It's a good idea. I think the same company that was running Celebration runs San Diego. So this is probably something you're going to see probably formatted out across some of these big cons. My guess is they want to stop people from spending the night in places and on the floors and safety issues and dehydration issues and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Troy, before we recorded, when I did mention Celebration here, you, 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 uh, you brought up a little something that's a little close to your heart, eh? 
Um, your dude, your dude Hayden. Oh yeah, sorry. You know this is pregnancy <laughs> brain. Well, not pregnancy. This is post pregnancy brain. <laughs> Hardcore here. Um, <laughs> excuse me, guys. Yeah, my dude Hayden Christensen has been confirmed to be in celebration and totally stoked, man. This is this is huge. You know, I think every year or every Star Wars movie announcement, I'm, I'm always the one kind of being like. Anakin's going to be in this one. Well, I think for sure now this is a little <laughs> bit more fuel to the fire that Anakin's going to be in the uh, the close down to the Skywalker saga. So um, mm-hmm. awesome news. I think he actually did very well, too, at the last celebration yes. for, uh, with the Ryan Johnson episode nine. He had a great round of applause of, of, of the audience just cheering him on. It's really cool to see. So um, can't wait to see the fandom react again once again at this celebration. Yeah, I, I love that they're putting fuel on that fire. Is that yeah. you know personally, I don't know if he's going to be in episode nine, but yeah. the fact that he's there, it's a big celebration. It said he was exclusively signing autographs and all that, but yeah, they're going to pull him out on stage. Yeah, at some point with all the panels they've got, the episode one panel. I know he wasn't in episode one, but yeah. episode one panel that they're doing on the Monday. Yes, there's all kinds of things that they could toss him in here, mm-hmm. and they've got to bring him up on stage at some point. It, it's it has to happen. Definitely. Definitely. You know, when they announced this right away, the first thing I did is I um I booted up Star Wars Battlefront 2 finally again, and I downloaded the Anakin Skywalker character. They just released him, I think, a month ago. Nice. So I was like, I need my Anakin fix now. So, I mean, maybe there's a huge little sale, a little bump in uh, the, <laughs> at the video game there because of the announcement. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. And we're going to do a rundown on the, some of the celebration stuff before celebration kicks off. And again, that is slightly dependent on where I am in, in New fatherhood but yes, yeah, yeah not being there we're going to be relying on guys like rob cast rose squad pod guys steve kirk from san diego Sayers radio, radio podcast giving us that information because they're going to be there grinding it in the trenches on the floor doing everything they can to extract that info get some of those exclusives and bring us back and kind of fill in the commonwealth so make sure you're hitting up those guys because they're going to be doing some serious serious coverage well they're down there and i'm very excited for those guys and wish them all the best on the luck with this lottery getting exclusives as well as getting into the panels that's going to be something else yeah best of luck guys and gals definitely now speaking of conventions and chicago chicago has been a busy place in nerd because this past weekend there's c2e2 that's the chicago not calgary chicago (laughs) chicago Chicago-y. That's a new one. <laughs> Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. And they had some pretty substantial panels there and substantial guests. This is commonly one of the bigger conventions in the U.S. And it's usually more comic-focused as opposed to New York and San Diego, which is kind of a balance between you know film media and comic media this one this one takes a pretty good focus in on comics and we had some teases from jonathan hickman you know we're all fans of what jonathan hickman's done in the marvel universe mm-hmm, yeah. whether it's fantastic yeah. for his avengers run everything up through the what was the big event secret secret wars secret wars thank you I'm yeah. yeah secret empire is what was in my head there right right <laughs> And he was out, and Marvel was out, teasing that he was coming back to this universe. And, you know, for me, I'm all in when it comes to Hickman. And then they finally announced what he's doing here. Now, after War of Realms, we'll be moving into a fairly substantial X-Men event, a very massive event called House of X and Power of X. This is coming this July, and it is being written by Jonathan Hickman. Now, there weren't too many details revealed on it, but they're calling it an X-Men milestone event where they're going to be reshaping, but also bringing in the legacy of the X-Men. All fans, everyone's going to be super stoked and happy about this. When we look at the image they revealed, it's got almost everyone on it. 
Now, now, Troy, you're a big X Men yeah, reader right now. How you feeling about Hickman, X Men, big yeah. events? Oh, I'm totally hyped, man. You know, it's um, it's pretty common around here, around the nerd room. We all we all love Jonathan Hickman. You know, the Fantastic yeah. Four run I got on deck, and I got the obviously the Avengers, New Avengers, Infinity Countdown, all the good oh, stuff. Yeah. Secret Wars event, so this is going to be a nice collection to add for writers, because this is one writer I actually definitely follow, and um, going to X-Men, man, this is huge, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do, because I think X-Men right now it's on a good path of what they're doing, how they're kind of reconstructing and giving you back that kind of almost Claremont kind of character style uh, coming forward with its 2018-19 run of Uncanny X-Men, so to see what Jonathan Hickman's going to do here, I have a feeling there's going to be some tweaks with the origin stories of the mutants, I think there's going to yeah. do something there to... Um, Going forward in the MCU, they might nitpick from what Jonathan Hickman's going to do here. Because I feel oh. like it's that time now to kind of update that origin of the mutants. I I have no sources or anything, but I just have a feeling they're going to do something like that. And who else could do it? Jonathan Hickman. Oh, I mean, yeah. this guy's yeah. a masterclass writer, man. So, uh, oh, this is exciting. And, you know, it's really cool just seeing everyone on Twitter being like, boom, like I'm in now. Like everyone wants to jump into X-Men. I'm like, this is great because this is like the 90s where everybody was into X-Men, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting that resurgence again of the X-Men. It's Awesome news. Love this. It's interesting that you point out the timing of it all. We touched on last week that the Disney-Fox deal finally closed, so the X-Men are now officially back in the MCU. And we're looking at here for the first time in quite a long time an X- at a big X-Men-centric event. We've had X-Men sub-events, right? Extinction and all built into the, the Blue and Gold run and all that. So we've had yeah. ongoing X-Men series and smaller events, but this is a substantial event. When you look at what Hickman and how he contributes and how he writes, long-form storytelling, yes. he's going to be pulling mm-hmm. from the entire timeline. This yep. is going to be what looks like a weekly event, starting with the House of X right through the Power of X. So I'm not going to be surprised if this is going to tie up and, and interweave a massive story that probably has the legs to affect well beyond the event that's this is the legacy of jonathan hickman when you look at what he writes even the ff stuff that he wrote oh, it factored incredible. in later to the infinity stuff the event he did there the work he did with avengers so when you look at what this guy's contributed fantastic for big avengers arcs and now a big x-men arc this is this is awesome news now sanjay i know you you read through the avengers hickman stuff that was some of the few marvel oh, stuff yeah. that you plowed through you love this guy too eh Oh, yeah, like that was the only when he was writing Avengers, that was the only Marvel book I was picking up on a weekly basis. So I didn't get through the whole thing and I'm still trying to like go back and collect it. But I loved it. Like when I was reading his Avengers stuff, whew, that was, you know, after I read, it, I was like, that was like incredible. And I was just like, what's it going to take for DC to get him to do justice? Because, <laughs> you know, I think that would be amazing as well. Would, um, yeah. But yeah, X-Men, I always love the X-Men. You know, I haven't read X-Men the only X-Men thing I've read of late was the Onslaught series. And that's like from the nineties. And yeah. yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, but yeah, this, this I'm excited for. Yeah. I, I'm definitely in this last event or X-Men centric thing I read was AVX. Oh, wow. That's, that was good. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. It was though. good. It was 2012 yeah. though. Yeah. Wow. And a lot's wow. changed. And I picked up the Bendis when they brought back the, the young X-Men, all new X-Men, the, all new X-Men to yeah. the dozen timeline. I read through that, but yeah, Hickman, X-Men, big event, yeah. I am in. And when we're talking about events in Marvel Comics, we've got the War of Realms, War of yeah. the Realms, I should say, that drops this April. So in a couple of weeks, got this X-Men stuff in July. And also this absolute carnage that they did reveal. Now, this is coming off the back end of the success of Venom, the tease of carnage in the film itself. 
and it looks like it's going to be a Cletus Cassidy centric event. Now we've Ooh. seen a lot of work done with the symbiotes over the past couple of years. They've been in and out of continuity. They've, you know, we've seen, you know, even the the Venom Agent Venom in the Guardians. So they've been quite present. But to have an event that's that's Cletus Cassidy symbiote centric is going to be quite interesting. Now Sanjay, being the big fan of or a fan, I should say, of the Venom of Carnage of the film itself, are you are you pumped for this? Do you think you're going to be jumping into this? Yeah, you know, um, I'm a really big fan of Carnage. I think, you know, he looks cool. He's menacing. So I'm always excited to read more about him. He's kind of a character that, I don't know, I don't know much about him. I just like the look. But I think, like, it, will I pick it up? I think it all depends on what DC's going to be doing yeah. at that time. Like, if they're busy and there's like, oh, this new Batman event or something, I'll probably pass on it. But if they're kind of slow and I'm like, I'm not really feeling something, yeah, I might actually jump ship for this one. Yeah. For me, uh, this one, Absolute Carnage, it's a wait and see. It's probably going to be a Marvel Unlimited event for me because um, it's just not not my bread and butter, not my, my universe. But I think it's cool that we're getting a relatively diverse set of events throughout this yep. year. You know, Thor, Avenger-centric, X-Men. Now we're getting from symbiote-focused. Troy, what do you think of this Absolute Carnage thing? Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to pass. I've never been like – it's weird, man. I'm the big – symbiote guy when it comes to spider-man you know black Snow and spider-man i'm there when it comes to venom and uh, carnage i'm not 100 percent there unless if it's agent venom because i think he's very well done but i've heard like incredible things from carlos and alpha comics over there that this donnie yace run is fantastic even has some cool tie-ins to the thor god of thunder run which is really cool i won't spoil nice. anything but i just hear, heard there are ties between those so that kind of piqued my interest so like i mentioned online there i'll probably pick it up on trade the venom but i'm gonna pass on the carnage it's just yeah. not my cup of tea yeah you know? hey troy no. did you read yeah, the uh, maximum carnage back in the day like there's the like a video game. yeah i played cartridge. the video game too yeah. did you yeah. read the graphic novel like at all cloak or? and dagger and all that yeah um, the cap america I think yeah torch. yeah yeah no i never did read it though no, i just played yeah. the game yeah did you no, no, it sounds no. interesting. I've heard bad things, but it's like yeah. Spider-Man teams up with Venom and Captain right. America to take down Carnage, who's taking over New York. Right. I'm yeah. like, that premise sounds amazing. Like, they must have really, like, screwed it up for it to be bad. <laughs> I don't know. But I've heard nothing but bad things, so I've kind yeah. of stayed away. Yeah. But maybe I'll give it a go. If I can ever find it, it's hard to find, too, eh? Yeah, we'll check out the Comic Expo. Go on the yeah. hunt for it. Uh, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Also, with Marvel, they announced a mystery event for December of this year. So exciting to look down what that potentially could be. Who knows? Is it going to be a Spider-Man event? We don't have one of those on the slate here. So that's yeah. kind of where my head is at. Right. Is that we've got the major universe discovered here with the exception of something to do with Spider-Man. So that's my yeah. prediction for this December event. You know, we'll be off the heels of Far From Home at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get people reading Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I could always yeah. use more Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> now, DC also had a presence at C2E2 as well, and is more of a celebratory pref or presence where they're discussing the 80th anniversary of Batman, as well as the build-in to the release of issue 1000 of Detective Comics. Now, Sanjay, correct me if I'm wrong, this is within the next couple of weeks, is it not? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, yeah. So, it yeah. is this week, actually, as we speak. Exciting. Yeah. I'm going to be picking this up for sure. Nice, nice. I always love when Tim gives DC money, so that's good. <laughs> hey, I like to donate to films, to the odd comic collectible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. The one thousand, the first comic to ever hit that number, 
It's no, uh, it's, no, it's, no. Second. It's a, oh, yeah, because it was Action Comics, right? Action Comics. Yes, yeah, I Action picked Comics. that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was expensive. I'm assuming this one's going to be expensive, too. I think this one's, yeah, nine bucks US. Oof. And it's got a cover for every decade. Oh, so wow. like really match the art. So it's really cool. So there's different ones. And I think all the covers are the same. There's like a 40s one with Joker, which looks really cool. There's like a new modern one with like, uh, what's his name? Greg Capullo, I think, did a cover oh, of like nice. 2010s Batman. So it's... Nice. Yeah, check it out. If you're if you're uh, listening to this on Thursday, and it's not sold out, which I I think they probably ordered a ton of copies. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you can go in and pick it up, and yeah, Sh- yeah. share online. Let me know which one you guys are getting because this is a landmark issue, one thousand. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. I picked up ninety nine a little while back there. Um or 999 so i can't wait to get my hands on this much like you guys too obviously i picked up the action comics 1000 i i didn't read every story um yeah. i read most of them and it was, it was pretty cool I'm, I'm guessing they're gonna do the same thing with this book it'll be like yeah. a big animal kind of thing exactly yeah yeah i think yeah. every artist is submitting like a story that they uh so like scott snyder's in it i think yeah. greg uh miller's in it. greg capullo i think he's doing the art yeah uh, tom king tom king yeah Jim Lee must be in there yes. yeah 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 Tony yeah. Daniels, I hope he's my favorite for Batman. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is really that's your favorite he, Batman writer. Right? He's he's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I I love what he does with the character. I think he's, nice. I think he's brilliant. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah. Batman is the one character where there's so many like iconic stories and portrayals of him. You know, like uh, there's so many. Like every every like decade, there's like four or five just like outstanding stories of Batman. Yeah, no, I agree. He's an easy guy to write because he's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's <is> pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, there's a little joke there that maybe we'll get onto a little bit later on. <laughs> we're going to do here before we jump into the MCU, the DC Extended Universe here in a big way. We're going to stop and take a little break and do a question. So we got this submission Ooh. on Twitter from Brian O. Storm Crow. Now, this is a listener, so shout out to him. He yeah. threw this to me and I said, would you mind if we use this and tackle this on the show this week? And he was very receptive to that. And I, cause I thought it was a cool question that we could kind of just kind of run through quickly as we, we build into talking a bit, bit more about the MC and the DC, right? DC extended universe right now. So here is the question. I'd like to propose a question. If you could personally retcon anything in the MCU or DC extended universe, just one thing, something that perhaps makes no sense to you or irks you, what would it be? I'm going to throw Ooh. this to you first, Sanjay. So retconning All right. one single thing. I'm presuming you're going to go in the DC Extended Universe. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to go with something that, you know, it's kind of it was kind of a big thing. And I'm not retconning it because of the way it was done. I'm just retconning it because I love the character. And that's uh, the death of General Zod. Mm. I love mm. Michael Shannon's portrayal of Zod. I thought he was fantastic. And, you know, I wanted to see more. And I wanted to see him pop up maybe like in a Justice League movie or like uh, he joins like the Injustice Gang or something or Legion of Doom. Um, but now that he's dead, he can't really come back. So, uh, <laughs> well, he can as Doomsday, but uh, that would be it. You know, like I understand like the scene in Man of Steel, uh, Superman killed him. I, I get all that. But for me, I would love to see him portray Zod again because Zod's my favorite Superman villain and uh, I would love to see more. So that's my one uh, retcon. I will find him. <laughs> so cool. So iconic. I, I still like that say that. Line. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> He's awesome in that role. Uh, Troy, retcon. Act- ah, man. What do I go with here? Um, 
Marvel's pretty safe. I would, well, see, it's tough for me because Marvel, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but my retcon would, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that building that's uh, been bought in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. for me, I want to hands down just put it on the, the Baxter building. That's what I yeah. want to do with it. But I guess we won't really have an answer. But I mean, right now, I'm pretty chill with everything, where everything's going. If it's Star Wars, I could go into town on that. But I mean, because, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> because it's Marvel here in DC, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay. Maybe I'd retcon the Martha thing, but I mean, that's been beaten over the head. Yeah. So um, I'll, just, I'll just, to be safe and nice and not cause any harm, keep it positive, I'll go with uh, the Baxter building. I just hope it becomes okay. the Baxter building. Would you, you uh, retcon the uh, Ocean to Ocean song out of Aquaman? We keep Pitbull and Aquaman. I would get rid of that, actually. But you know what I would do, speaking <laughs> of Aquaman, is I would, I would, just, I would just put him in there. I'd, I'd, I'd draw a little more attention to that scene in Man of Steel and really connect the tissue that Aquaman oh, scene, yeah. Clark Kent in the water in the ocean. Nice. I think that'd be fantastic. The, the movie's already a masterpiece, um, <clears throat> Man of Steel, but it'd be really cool if we had that connective tissue. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. That's a good one. Nice, nice. All right. So I, got, got, man? I got, actually, I had three, but I'm not going to speak to one because one is in Captain Marvel. And Sanjay and I, no, sorry, Troy and I, we touched on this briefly last week yeah. as far as one retcon I do in there. But I'm going to go to Iron Man 3. Oh, nice. Oh, big nice. one. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And my two retcons I would do in there. I'm kind of cheating because I'm doing. He said just one thing all in caps here. So you got the uh, game genie. You can uh, yeah, you can retcon that. Do yeah. Unlimited power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we run this show, right? <laughs> um, so the one thing I would retcon, and it's probably not the big thing that you're thinking. That the last sentence of the film when he says "I am Iron Man," yeah. I would retcon that to say "I am Tony Stark." Right, yeah, you you brought that up in the past. Yeah, in the review that we did of Iron Man 3, because it's a Tony Stark film, yeah. and he blows up all these suits. Mm-hmm. Why would he say, I am Iron Man? It makes no sense to yeah. me. It, <laughs> no and sense. this is like one of those little nitpicks, little irks. Just say, I am Tony Stark. The, the whole movie was about him not needing the suits to define yep. him. And then at the yep. end, he says, I am Iron Man. Like, what? It should be. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's a nice bookend to that trilogy as well. He starts off with, I am Iron Man, and he finishes with, I am Tony Stark. So that Love would it. be mm. the main retcon that I, I like would it. do in there. And yeah, of course, the Mandarin thing. <laughs> they've, <laughs> yeah. already, they've already kind of retconned that to a mm-hmm. degree. But yeah. I was just thinking about, and I was talking to my wife actually before we recorded about this exact question. And she goes always back to Iron Man 3 because that was when the hype was was real coming off the back end of Avengers. And, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. the, you'll never see me coming. Like, she yeah. remembers yeah. that commercial, that trailer still. Yeah. yeah. And that had the potential to be to be massive. And, yeah, they took it a direction. They did something different. That's fine. You know, we've seen lots of twists and lots of changes of characters. And at this point, th- that was 2013, so I'm well over that. I'm never going to dwell on that. But yeah. that would probably be the other. But it's the I am the even the whole story makes sense to a degree with that in there. But the I am yeah. Tony Stark is what I would wreck on. Yeah, nice. I like that. I like one. it. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot for the question, Brian. Much yeah, appreciate it. Coming. Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome to get kind of a last minute one that just you can slide right in there into the show notes and uh, just <laughs> yeah. kind of take you guys by surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's like a legit raw reaction. Yeah, I didn't see it before, so yeah, yeah. It, that assumes that you read the notes I sent you. <laughs> uh, what notes? <laughs> I can't open this PDF. <laughs> yeah. All right, what, let's jump into if... the MCU and do a little bit MCU talk before Sanjay gives us a rundown of Shazam, a spoiler-free rundown that is. Yeah. And now, 
Captain Marvel. We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. Troy, you gave your your condensed review last week. We did a full review with Carlos a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to go and check out that full spoiler review of Captain Marvel. But I just want to touch on the box office here because this has continued to have implications for our box office fantasy pool between myself, Troy, and Sanjay. Troy being yeah. the holder of the Spider-Man, the Golden yes. Spider-Man trophy here in the Nerd Amen. Room. Yeah. He's got Captain Marvel in this, and this thing continues to steamroll the, both the domestic and the worldwide box office. This pulled in $34 million in its third weekend of release, which puts it at $320 million domestically and 911 worldwide. Oof. Oh. Oof. This currently sits as the 10th highest grossing MCU film and the 7th highest grossing MCU film worldwide, and the previous was domestic. This thing is going to be the 7th MCU film to cross a billion dollars pretty impressive and it's going to be held up there with quite some company when you're looking at civil war black panther avengers infinity war which went over two billion but still crossing that billion dollar threshold is a big deal aquaman did it last year surprise to some of us not so much to you sanjay but <laughs> this billion dollar mark seems like it's same with aquaman they're gonna breeze right through it it's incredible yeah. to see the performance of this film yeah i'm super blown away by the support this film's getting you know if you check out our review you know, I you know I thought it was good. I thought it was decent, I, but I didn't fall in love with it. But I'm glad that a lot of people are connecting to this film. Yes, definitely. You know, you you don't make nine hundred million a billion dollars so quickly if you don't have that connection to the audience. And you know, while it didn't connect with me, I'm so glad that it's connecting with other people and fans out there because it's awesome to see. No one likes you know the Fantastic Four situation where you go in, you get like the fan four stick. You go in and the movie bombs. <laughs> it's just <laughs> negative, and I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk yeah. about. Uh, superhero movies blowing past box office records so yeah this is awesome i mean what a time to be alive that uh the last two films released aquaman and captain marvel combined have made two billion dollars at the box office yeah. and they're marvel and they're dc so you know everyone's got to win everyone's got a cookie so this is awesome i'm super excited um and you know it's actually made me want to see it again um it's awesome second time man. yeah check it out and maybe maybe i was being overly critical you know maybe maybe my baby was up all night and i came in and I, you know it was the late showing so maybe i was a yep. tad grumpy and uh i'm gonna have to give this another go nice. yeah I, I listened back to our review no one i don't think anyone's steps out of line with the some of the things that we we pointed out that maybe need a little bit of work, but there's lots of praise in that review. And my second showing, like I said last week, you know, the review holds, but it is a it's a good movie worth mm -hmm. a second watch. Mm. Nice. Yeah. 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 And the other thing I want to touch on quickly here when it regards to box office, you know, Captain Marvel is, like you said, it's blowing the doors off of everything. We're gonna see this cross. It's it's doing gangbusters worldwide but when we look at the domestic box office this thing pulled in 34 million dollars like i said but the one that finished number one this week with jordan peele's us with a 71 yeah. million dollar haul yeah. for a Ooh. horror film like that's incredible yeah. oh yeah that's the big yeah. news i think in this yeah, whole thing that's yeah the, you know, coming off the heels thing. of um get out this yes. is yeah. fantastic news. uh if you yeah. could have jordan peele direct a dc or marvel movie what would you want him to direct uh, this guy can direct. He's got a, he's got a film type though, right? Yeah, definitely horror. Yeah, or like horror. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, I got a blade. I'd have him do blade. Oh, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The darker oh, end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like this that. The, this film, us, it's way too scary for me. 
<laughs> As is well documented on the podcast, I am a giant wimp. And, but it does have MCU alum in there. We've got, um, what's his name? Uh, Duke. I can't remember his first name. Oh, yeah, Mbaku. Yeah, Mbaku's yeah. in there. And yeah. we've got Lupita Nyong'o's in there as well. Yeah. yeah. So some Black Panther alums in there. And Jordan Peele, yeah. yeah, this guy, you know, he did win for, what was it, the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay mm-hmm. for Get Out, I believe, yep. which was huge. And this thing is doing Game Bust as well. So I love seeing that we can go one week, a superhero film is pulling yeah. in crazy money, and the next week, a horror film, which is very far removed from October, <laughs> which is, you know, which is your big your big month for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also doing crazy money. $71 million opening. Ten years ago, that is a huge opening for a superhero film. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy to put that in perspective. Oh, yeah, and the budget's only $20 million. So yeah. everything now is just gravy. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, well, that. that's the benefit of these films that, that guys like Jordan Peele are doing, that they can make these things for, for mm-hmm. nothing. And yeah. what's his name um, that played Jim at the office there that did uh, Quiet Place? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, Jim, John Krasinski, Gr- 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 yeah. future Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. It, future uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, they 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 did crazy things with that film as well, with regards to yeah. the budget and what it was able to to do, and and kind of genre bending as well. So it's awesome to see you know films like this, you know, outside of these big tentpole films being very very successful in this in this space. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's fantastic too because I think it's Blumhouse that did us and also did um, Get Out. But yeah. those guys over there, what's genius about it is they have such a low budget for these films that it really gives the directors such a big creative freedom. So it's like a low mm-hmm. risk, and then you see what they're bringing in the box office. It's a win-win for everybody. So yeah. it's yeah. really cool, and it goes to show out there that you know some of these movies, just like Deadpool Two, is is one out there. You can do these films for under you know ninety mil, eighty mil, seventy five, not fifty mil even, and make big profit and a good story, right? So, oh yeah like i think horror horror is perfect for that because like you don't need 200 million dollar budget to give a good horror film yeah uh like it the first one i think budget was like 30 million and like yeah. that was like a big blockbuster for warner brothers and it's big studio production so that's why that's why i like horror like you, you can have you know the big ones and you can have those little ones and i know troy you're getting into the horror films, so uh oh yeah you know uh hit me up i'll give you some recommendations yeah, yeah, and I'll let you know when I need some company when I'm playing Resident Evil because I can't play those games by myself. Just, <laughs> just a chicken like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to recommend us yeah. having not yeah. seen it, but it sounds good. Did you guys see Get Out? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. Did? No, no, it's not. I didn't think it was that scary to be honest with you. I think no, it was more yeah. thriller, more suspenseful. Yeah, it was very yeah. Suspenseful. yeah. You, you don't understand my uh, my level of. <laughs> Okay, okay, start with the uh, Jack Black Goosebumps, and then we'll yeah, work your way just, up. <laughs> just work my way from there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> yeah, oh, so classic. Oh, so I thought you were asking me that actually. Quite. I was going to say yes. No, oh. I'm not actually afraid of the dark. <laughs> I will kill you if you scare me, though. My wife has this thing where she enjoys scaring the shit out of me because I jump. Like, I, I'm actually, like, I don't even, so sometimes I'll be doing something, and I'll be playing with my daughter or whatever, and yeah. she'll just walk up. Like sometimes I think she floats when she walks because I don't hear a thing. And I'll turn around and I'll literally yell. <laughs> like, she loves it and she laughs her ass off about it. So oh me trying to do these films, it's like I watch half the film with my eyes closed. So <laughs> what good is that? Well, I really want to see a horror film with Tim now. So I think we yeah. should do. Oh, do you like know what a would actually commentary? be a lot of fun? Would be eventually when we actually have time, is doing some sort of. Like you guys pick some scary ass movie and oh, make God. me watch it and we'll record it all. 
done exorcist done <laughs> oh man that would actually be quite entertaining that seems like something that we're gonna put on the docket for the future yeah that's a, that's a youtube channel thing <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's talk a little bit about spider-man far from home mcu's first film coming off the back end of endgame we're a hundred days away from it as we record and marvel seemingly was going to maybe drop a trailer this week there were some teases from Tom Holland, and then we got these three beautiful posters. And if you look at any trend with regards to Star Wars and Marvel, with when we look at even Disney films, is usually we see a poster, and then we see a trailer. We saw this last hey. week with Endgame. This week, we get these posters. I was predicting a trailer. I was pushing hard for it, but I was very, very wrong. We did not see a trailer. So, given that, <laughs> what do you guys think of these posters? We've got we've got a poster of him hanging off a bridge in Italy, and the Champs Elysees in France, and nice the French. London Eye. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be criticized by our friends over at Tumbling Saber, <laughs> <laughs> but and the London Eye as well. So we've got him quite dynamic here, looking and really pushing on this idea that this is truly a Euro trip uh, outside of the states here. Troy, man, you're the Spider-Man yeah, man. guy, loving yeah. these. Um, well, yeah, you know, uh, well, shout out to Carlos too. And you guys, I've never Carlos posted these on, on Twitter there. And, um, I gotta say, I'm not over the moon with these ones for a couple of reasons. It's cool that they've taken him out of New York, but at the same time, it kind of sucks that he's not in New York with some of these photos. It's, it's, it's weird removing Spider-Man from New York for such yeah. a long period of time, which is what they're right. going to be doing in this film. Um, my favorite photo of all these three is definitely the Spider-Man, um, underneath the bridge. I think that's the yeah. most iconic Spider-Man like Thing we've yeah. gotten here but um i can't really say his costume benefits in these photos i think his red and blue would work better in these kind of photos here but obviously they're marketing this costume because that's what he's going to be rocking mostly in this um this movie it, it, it does capture the feel though of the homecoming it's very similar to what they're doing with the homecoming kind of mm -hmm. photos yeah so i i get that but i'm not yeah i'm just not blown away from it man because i feel like new york is like such a big character when it comes yeah. to spider-man but that's just the story of the movie that's where they're going so i mean i can't fault the marketing team with what they're doing the london eye one's kind of cool too that's a very hot toy like pose going on so <laughs> i'm uh yeah i don't mind it i'm not blown away but it's it's cool i dig yeah. it yeah yeah what do you guys got yeah I, i'm i'm right there with you i think they're i think they're cool they're very of the film for a film we kind of don't know a whole bunch about and how in the implications of Endgame and all that and Infinity yeah. War. So yeah, this is seems like appropriate marketing for a film that they can't tell us a whole bunch about other than right. the fact that he's in Europe for some sort of summer trip. So it's got, again, that, that like you said, that homecoming vibe, that John Hughes vibe, we're going to mm -hmm. take off, we're going to do a Euro vacation, boom, Spider-Man things happen. So yeah, yeah for me, would I have preferred a trailer? Of course. But at the end of the day, I love seeing stuff like this. I love seeing new posters. And yeah, Spider-Man, iconic character, putting him in these iconic places. Yeah, It's, it's different, which is something that I like. You know, when we look at our Spider-Man franchises, this is the first time he's really going global. Yeah. Which is which is kind of cool, outside yeah. of really Civil War, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's nice to see. Sanjay, any comments on these posters? Uh, yeah, I didn't really, you know, they look pretty good. Troy brought up a good point about taking Spider-Man out of New York. I never really thought of it like that. But uh, yeah, no, it looks kind of cool. It gives a nice tone to the movie. I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see the movie. 
Yeah. yeah. One thing actually that uh, Kyle over at Tumbling Saber pointed out to me is that he had heard that they're holding off on a new trailer until after Endgame hits because there's going to be some reference to Endgame in the next trailer in a very Makes similar sense. fashion that w- we had with Captain Marvel is that we didn't see her in the Endgame trailers until after her movie debuted. Right. And so in a similar in a similar vein to Endgame with regards to Spider-Man Far From Home is that the next trailer is not coming for about a month or so, which which makes sense to me. I yeah. Know. Yeah. It's uh, I think that's good. And yeah, always more footage is good, but too much is bad. So we're kind of on that on that line, I think, with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, they've shown quite a bit already. And yeah. even when you look at Endgame, we talked about this last week, Troy, is that they're showing us a bunch, but nothing at all. Yeah, 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 exactly. Spider-Man, they do run the risk, and they have run the risk in the past, of showing us too much of the film. Yeah. um, Because they're trying to promote bigger things. Endgame has that built-in audience, right? Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man does, too. Not saying that it doesn't, but they have a tendency for some of these solo outings to show quite a bit of footage, and that's something that maybe we want to stray away from a little bit here. So, yeah, new posters, all good. And Yeah. Really speaking about posters, Endgame. We got some new Endgame posters this week. The character-focused posters that we usually do get as the marketing machine is really starting to pick up for this. And these ones are are quite interesting. They're tagged with Avenge the Fallen. And there was a, oof, there's quite a few here, actually, about 24 or so wow. that were dumped out onto the internet. And these, the interesting thing about these is that they're color photos with all the survivors of the Snapture. And there are black and white photos of all those that seemingly had passed in the Snapture. And most of these characters we're very well aware of that did pass away. And there's some interesting inclusions in here. And we're talking a little bit about before the podcast. I'm just going to rattle off for the survivors that we thought were relatively interesting was Valkyrie, who we've heard nothing about since the end of Ragnarok. Happy mm-hmm. Hogan is another character that we're unaware that actually survived that are in these character posters and kind of an odd inclusion for, I, yeah. I don't know what he's going to do here. And the one that really stuck out as far as deaths is Latita Wright's character of Shuri. This was a character mm-hmm. that we had teased in the first Endgame trailers being missing. My assumption was that she had not died, but mm-hmm. confirmation here, is this is this a swerve? Is this a... Uh, bit of a mind game on the part of the marketing team that they're just taking missing people as well and that she's going to show back up what are you guys thoughts on on sure here is did she actually succumb to the the snapture well first off nice puns tim i'm very proud of you <laughs> what, what was my puns <laughs> they're they're not on purpose <laughs> um yeah, I, I think uh, I think they're putting missing people in there as well. I, you know, they've been so careful with spoilers and anything like that that they wouldn't have. This wouldn't have been an oversight. They're too good of a company for this to just mm-hmm. uh, slip through the cracks. You know, she could she could very well have uh, disappeared, but uh, to me, I'm not taking this as 100 uh, percent confirmation that she did. Yeah. What do you think, Troy? Yeah, no, this is. Um... This is interesting. It's kind of a little bit of a giveaway, right? Because we had no idea about Valkyrie's situation. So here they are literally telling us that she is alive, which is which is cool. But there hasn't really been much talk about her. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing her, obviously. Shuri is the big one. Because Shuri, I felt like part of their marketing was kind of leaving it a mystery that we don't know is she alive or not. Mm-hmm. I guess they very well still could do that because... I don't know. I'm guessing when they're showing us the black and whites, that's meant to be the perspective of of not the audience, but the people that are actually in this universe, yes. assuming that she has been snapped, which um, which is interesting that they did that. Um, 
Because, I mean, obviously, Vision was killed, not snapped. So that's why he's nowhere to be found anywhere in this whole thing. He's in but this. Vision? Yeah. He's got Where? a photo. He's, he's in the gray photo. He's kind of in the line that we're looking at. He's below Black Panther there. Oh. Below Black Panther? Uh, shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my bad then. So was, did Vision, was he snapped or did he just no. die, though? No, he, he just died. died. Well, he Loki's died. in here as well, too, right? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, there we go. So okay. I guess it's avenging the fallen as in anyone that uh, died at the hands of Thanos okay. or the children of Thanos is how I'm taking it. But you know who I really love of all these photos here? It's I got to give it up to Brie Larson. I think her look is just badass, man. Like, this yeah. to me is Captain Marvel on 100. Like, you just don't want to mess with her. That look is like, that is exactly what I wanted out of that film, which we did get a little bit towards the end. But that to me is just like, oh, I can't wait for this movie, man. I can't wait to see what the Russo brothers are going to do with oh, yeah. this actress. Fire. Yeah, man. Super stoked. And yeah. I guess the, the main reason to point it out, Shuri, is she's the only one that doesn't have an on-screen death. Yeah, out of right. all of this like loki we saw die vision we saw die the rest we saw snapped out they're missing maria hill in here i don't know if that's yeah. just a numbers thing yeah. but it's it's interesting that she's the only one that didn't have that on screen and for a character that was quite prominent and quite well received in black panther she had a role in infinity war as well mm-hmm. and we just kind of see her roll to the bottom of the her laboratory there and that was kind of it and there were some drop lines in black panther as well in infinity war that made me think that she's going to have some effect on what's going forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a bit of a swerve by the marketing department and that we're actually going to see her pop up in this film. Cause it would make sense right. to me. Like how cool would mm-hmm. it be too, if she popped up in the black Panther outfit? Oh Ooh, yeah. We, we've seen that in the comic books. Like there's yeah, precedence there for right. sure. That's right. And Baku too. Baku would be around. Yes, he is around right. as well. Yeah. Right. He's not yeah. in there too. Cause they're, the they're, yeah, they're very uh, specific about showing him. So right. he could also be the rule of Wakanda. So it's going to be interesting to yeah. see. So it's just a nice little, like I said, as as the marketing machine is really picking up here, we're starting yep. to see a lot of really cool things. we got a character posters now. And we're finally getting our first look at, official look, I will say, at some action figures for Endgame. Marvel Legends. Hasbro mm-hmm. did reveal the first wave, and it's an interesting wave. We get a Captain America here from Endgame in his Quantum Realm suits, or what we're assuming to be Quantum Realm suits. We get a Ronin, mm-hmm. we get an Ebony Maw from Infinity War, and then we get a line of four comic book characters. And the builder figure for this is an Endgame Thanos. Now, I will throw. I don't want. I don't like being negative about this stuff, but I'm a little <laughs> disappointed with the amount of comic book characters buried in this line with Endgame Thanos build the figures mm-hmm. it's you know we've seen the black panther waves be very successful in having all black panther mcu characters this year it's a bit disappointing to see that we've we got the living laser we've got hercules nighthawk uh citizen v these are all some of them quite obscure comic book characters and you've got build a figure piece in there but the cap doesn't have a build a figure piece in it mm-hmm. so it's a it's it's the the figures that we're getting from the MCU. I'll definitely be picking up, but this is gonna be another build a figure that I likely don't complete because I'm not gonna pay hundred or hundred twenty dollars to finish out a Thanos. So yeah. yeah, Troy, I know you're gonna be picking some of these up. Thoughts yeah. on this? Yeah, pretty pretty let down, man. This is I'm not feeling this, and it's nothing against the comic book characters. I actually no. like 
Hercules. I'm Actually, big Hercules fan of is, his. is looking good. He looks I dope. I think he's yet. in your Avengers book. Yeah, he's he? in No. It's, it's focused around him, the No Lord Home, and I'm great, really great. liking him in that. So yeah, he's getting, yeah, he's gonna push. He's dope. I mean, like Living Laser. Come on, like <laughs> I don't know what he's doing in there. Um, Citizen, like no, but I mean, um, I'm kind of disappointed in the Ronin character because that should definitely come with a head swap, Jeremy Renner with the yes. with the Fox Hawk. And they have it. On. Like, you know, because they have it on the other figure, the yeah. dual pack, which kind of sucks because now I'm going to have to buy that pack just so I can get that head and throw, throw it on him. So that's kind of a letdown. Honestly, the only thing I'm actually interested in this whole wave here is the Ronin, I guess, and the Ebony Mod. Because the Cap one, we were talking about it online there. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm all big on. I like the suits that we saw in the film, in the trailer. I don't know if I like them in a Marvel Legend form. Well, and the funny thing about the suits, and this is another thing we're talking about, they're white in the trailers. Yeah, they are they're... gray on these characters. Yeah. And not and... even like a dull gray. They're like blatantly like war machine gray. Yeah. So I don't know if that is something that has changed in post-production for them. Yeah. But we've seen these white suits for a long time. And so it's interesting. Yeah. Even the cap that I picked up, the Titan hero figure, it mm-hmm. had a gray suit. So it threw me off a little bit. And yeah. then another thing that was poked out by, by us when we were looking at these when they first dropped was the Captain America head. They have all these great Chris Evans heads, and we don't have a head swap in there, and they have the Avengers 1 helmet on him. So I've never seen, and we didn't get, I don't think, a proper Marvel Legends f- line from Avengers. And so this is the first time we're seeing this Avengers uh, Captain America bucket where it covers mm-hmm. the ears, it kind of looks goofy, <laughs> if you look at it it looks like th- that that's where it's coming from and yeah. i'm wondering if they're gonna put out because we do know we've seen set photos so spoilers mm-hmm. for endgame we do know there's potential for revisiting different places in the timeline i'm wondering if they're gonna put out a whole line of avengers one figures and this is just the head oh. that they popped off because really there's no reason why there isn't a head swap evans in here and why they're using this so th- this this is to me telling us something about the film yeah. I might be reading way too much into it, but it's just an odd-looking figure. I'm definitely buying it, like, 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. With with that being said, because you bring up a good point, you know, because we are probably going back – well, yeah, we are going back to the, uh, the incident in New York, right? So yeah. I do imagine we are going to get those figures released. And for me, I, I'm just going to wait for that cap because I do like that cap. I like the color wave on that Captain America costume. It wasn't my favorite Cap costume, but I like the lightness of the blue. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to get my hands on that figure if they release it. But for, yeah, for me, because ah, it's such a good build a figure too, but I'm going to have to pass because yeah. those figures just aren't flying for me. I'll I'll get the Hercules. I'll get the Ronin and probably the Ebony Maw. And that's, yeah. uh, that's about it. But I'm really hoping, man, I hope that comes true, that uh, theory that we do get the Avengers. Yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Black yeah. Widow? Oh, that'd be wicked. It's yeah. so good. And yeah. just touching quickly on the, the Build-A-Figure, it's a big, huge Thanos again. Very different mold than we got with the Build-A-Figure from the Infinity War run. Fully armored up here, a very odd-looking gold. He's got quite an angry face on him compared to the one that we saw from the Infinity War. This is a cool-looking figure. The gauntlet looks redesigned. It looks quite well-detailed. So this is going to be half to be something maybe you buy on the secondary market already built for less than that extra $120. If you get it for 60 bucks or something, it may end up in my collection. Can you see um, with your image, his uh, gauntlet, the condition, like, does it look like it's been beaten up? Cause you know, no, we see at the end it's, it's a little dunzo. 
No, it's Can't pretty, pretty. No, I can see it pretty good here. I got a, yeah. quite a high res image, and it looks yeah. in perfect condition. It's, it's oh, okay. Uh, the paint apps look great on it. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a really well sculpted gauntlet, but nice. it doesn't look beat up or anything like that. And he's got oh, this okay. weird big axe thing in his hand. Too. Yeah, that looks cool. Weird. That looks like a yeah. nice weapon. He looks way more articulated actually than the other one. Yeah, he does, yeah. and I think that his proportion wise too, he kind of yeah. was very chest heavy in the Infinity yeah. War one. Yeah, this looks like head. they yeah it looks like they fixed a lot of the the proportion issues that they had there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then Troy, you touched quickly on this uh, two pack that we're getting. It's a Target exclusive two pack. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it looks like the street date for a lot of these are the thirty first of this month. But this two pack uh, I really like. It's a it's a Hawkeye and Black Widow with the quantum suits, and it's got head swaps in there for Nebula, Ant Man, and Iron Man. So the Ant Man and Iron Man presumably go with the Hawkeye, and the Nebula goes with the black widow body i'm definitely gonna get multiple of these now we've got <laughs> we've got our dude he's he's down in the states right now carlos so he's out mm-hmm. hunting for these so hopefully they get an early release at the target there but i i will get multiple of these because to fill out that wave right to fill out the quantum suit um characters i think that's awesome are you gonna wait for these are you gonna use the nerd room uh, rule because i feel like these are gonna definitely drop in price this one what do you think yeah so yeah. depending on uh, yeah Definitely going to wait the rule, the $35 yeah. uh, mm-hmm. rule. But, yeah, I'm not going to pay $70 for this. That's for sure. No, no. This, yeah. is, this feels <clears throat> if this if we can get this down to 40 some odd dollars, mm-hmm. I'd probably pay that. Nice, um, nice. Because you do have this the, the ability to make multiple figures. But to me, I would have liked to have seen this, these two figures in that wave, right? Exactly. Um, with the head swaps in that wave with the Build-A-Figure. To me, that makes more sense. There's way more diversity and buildability there with regards to figures. And I would definitely pull these off the shelves if they're there. And like you said, put that put that Renner head, that Mohawk yeah, head, into, into that Ronin. So, I think that looked dope. And that Ant-Man helmet on this body would look really good. It just yeah. matches up better. Yeah, I think nice. that's the Ant-Man helmet that comes with the Ant-Man from Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we already have nice. that helmet, technically. <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah. So, anyways, like I said, the the whole end game. We're you know we're building up. We're 31 days away as we record here. So look for these to hit the shelves in the sometime in the not too distant future. There will be a second wave. There's the big absence in a lot of this is the Hulk. Um, I've seen some some images of Funko Pops, so I won't spoil anything. But it looks like we're gonna get some Hulk merch after the film drops, likely in our second to third waves with regards to end game. So lots of big things coming there. But nice. Like sound time for us to take a pause from the mcu for a little bit and then discuss the dc extended universe now something that we mentioned off the top here that we aren't going to give really any time to is everything that's been going on with regards to to, to one Zack snyder now we're going to elaborate very much you can find it on the internet if you really want but me personally there, there's been a lot of back and forth and this this feels a lot like what star wars fandom was in 2018 you got a divisive director couple device of films and you've got a fandom that is cannibalizing itself and i just want to put out psa that every, just guys we, we don't want to see another fandom torn to pieces from from the inside so we're going to put out this this cautionary thing is is let's let's just chill out and celebrate the positive you know there's a lot of great things going on with the dc extended universe uh, let's let's try not to live so much in the past and let's try to look forward you know we we watched star wars crumble in front of us the entire fandom for over a year it's <laughs> yeah. finally starting to feel decent again yeah. and i don't want to see that happen within the dc extended universe so yeah I there's, don't... yeah there's no there's no sense in tearing <laughs> apart our fandoms or getaways from the real world 
Yeah, like, man. Like, our, our, our escapes can't be so real that we don't want to escape to them anymore. You're like, what are we going to escape to now? Like, are we going to use politics to escape, like, yeah. comic book movies now? <laughs> it's like, oh, let's go talk about this election. Yeah, let's go debate, like, tax and carbon tax right now. Like, oh, yeah, I, I got to get away from watching uh, Infinity War Part 2 or Endgame. So I got to go talk about, you know, the new, like, how much road construction there's going to be in Calgary. Like, nah, man, this stuff should be fun. Keep it fun, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's about enough time we're going to give that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going to shift our focus to the positive side of things. Now, Sanjay, tell us yes. all about Shazam. Spoiler free. I'm going to put that on there. Yeah. This is going to be a spoiler free review from Sanjay. You had the opportunity to go see an mm-hmm. early screening of Shazam, DC's next installment in their slate of films. This thing has had extremely high praise from all these early screenings from critics and fans alike. Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, I know this is kind of a taboo thing now, but... 93% yeah. is sitting there with 70 review, seventy reviews, so it's sitting as one of the highest reviewed, critically reviewed on Rotten Tomato from the DC Extended Universe. This is something that we've all been anticipating highly, highly mm-hmm. since it, we saw the first trailer, since the thing was announced. Info. <laughs> Let us in on this, man. Like, yeah. how is it? Does Is it deserving of this early praise? Yeah. So like, I was, as you said, I was lucky enough to see this uh, last weekend and I went into it, you know, with so much expectations because this thing has been getting like good reviews and, you know, I haven't heard like a negative thing online about this film. So I go in and I have these sky high expectations. And as I'm sitting through the film, I'm watching it and it's like checking off all the boxes for me. Like this thing's got humor, this thing's got heart, this thing's got action, this thing's got, it's got it all. Um, it's it's one of you know it's one of the most rewatchable films you'll ever see. Um, it, you know I remember like last year I saw Ready Player One and it, it's kind of like that. It gives me a vibe of like a Spielberg film in a way. Because oh, if Spielberg did a superhero film in the '80s, this is what he would have done. Um, and and you know the humor for me works really well. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, humor where they're like throwing one-liners left, right, and center. Like it's situational humor. It, it's like kind of like like the Simpsons, like a Simpsons episode from back in the day. That's kind of the humor I get from this, and it it blew me away. Everyone in the audience, you know, as they're leaving, they're just grinning ear to ear about the film. Uh, David Sandberg, he knocked it out of the park. He he came to play. You know, this was his first super big movie. Like he did Lights Out. And then he did Annabelle Creation, which was a little bit bigger. And now he's doing Shazam. And I want to see him back for the sequel. I want to see all these actors back for the sequel. It was it was such a good film. Like, and you'll leave with a smile on your face. Like you'll laugh. You'll have a good time. It's just you know, just go and see this movie. I know it's coming, it's kind of sandwiched in between Captain Marvel and Endgame. And it's not gonna make as much as those. Um but yeah, go and go and see this movie. I think this movie's gonna be a hit. Um you know, we talked for you in it. Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi was fantastic. Um, Mark Strong as Dr. Silvano was fantastic. Uh, a couple characters that, you know, I don't want to spoil who were in it. Um, they were also fantastic. Um, yeah, you know, it was, everything was, everything was fantastic. <laughs> it was one of those films that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit as well. Keep comparing it to different films, but the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Okay, and, and it, it has like a certain that certain vibe to it. That certain certain, uh, you know, you know, David Sandberg's a horror director. Sam Raimi's a horror director. Uh, you can tell some of the scenes there are horror elements in this a little bit more than I was expecting, and it definitely was a little bit more. 
uh, violent than some people may lead on just given the trailers. But uh, the trailers, they do they do a fantastic job of not giving anything away. Like I watched the trailers, but I went in just having watched the trailers. Normally for these DC films, I've you know I've read up and I've kind of got spoiled on some things. This time I was completely blind, just watched the trailers and it's the way to do it. I'm going to try to do it for now on because there's so many like secrets that come out and it just makes that experience a little bit more rich. Um, yeah, so, it was, it was a great time in the theaters. So tell me this. So my biggest concern going into this film is that yeah. the trailer sold me on a film Yeah, and it's not that film. Can you confirm <laughs> or deny, or maybe don't tell us, but yeah. does it deliver on what it promised at its core and in, in the essence of the film. That's kind of the big thing I'm looking for. So no spoilers, but does it yeah. deliver on that? Absolutely. It's definitely like a family film. Uh, people have brought up big or gremlins. It, it's got that kind of uh, vibe to it. It's definitely one of those films where, you know, it's lighthearted, but it has heart and it's so rewatchable. The, the trailers definitely, you know, give it this tone of it being lighthearted and it is, but it doesn't give you this tone of how much heart this film actually has. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Does this feel like another kind of standalone ish film, like uh, much like Aquaman did, or is this very connected without giving anything away? Um, you know, you definitely see it is a standalone film, but you definitely see Easter eggs littered about, like even in the trailers, you see, you know, they got the Batarang. There's a newspaper saying Superman's back. So, you know, okay, this takes place after Justice League and they reference a ton of other heroes in this. So, yeah, it definitely is a standalone, but also it does have that connectivity, which is kind of nice. And I hope it's kind of like that going forward where, you know, heroes may or may not be able to pop in and out throughout the film, but at least, you know, it, this takes place in a connected universe. Nice. Nice. And there is um, two after credit scenes. Nice. So nice. Um, one I love that they've they've gone that route where it's like yeah, yeah we're just gonna buy f- totally into that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, without spoiling too much, they do definitely set up a prequel and they set up a sequel uh, beautifully. Nice. So yeah, nice. so, spoiler: Shazam doesn't die in this. <laughs> that's, that's my next question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. How's, spoil how's the kid that. actors? The kids are good. Kids are good. Kids are great. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the foster home um, where Billy's in, the kids, all all the kids in there are fantastic. Nice. Um, Darla is a standout as well. She she steals the show. I think she's in. Uh, the actress is in that show that you guys watch where we are or this is us or this is us this is us yeah so i think she's in that i don't watch it but uh she's terrific she she is just cute as a button and you'll fall you know you'll fall in love with her she's great awesome well it's super super encouraging to hear that this film as we've been anticipating it is delivering on everything that it promised you know we've seen multiple films from different universes sell us something that's not quite what it is and that was my biggest fear here. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. I'm super excited to see this. Hopefully I will be able to get, or I'll be able to get to the theater. I don't know. If I can pull a Troy, that would be ideal, where he goes and yeah. sees you know a film and the next day his kid's born. <laughs> but I don't know if that's going to happen. But we will be back in some capacity in a couple of weeks to review that film. 
in some detail, whether it's just Sanjay and Troy or three of us, or maybe Carlos will pop back on and we will be reviewing that. So it's, it's really great to hear good things. I'm, I'm excited. So this comes out what next week. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Next yeah. Thursday, so this week officially. is uh, Dumbo and then Shazam the week after oh, wow. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's got, it's got big competition, but I think it stands out. I think this will be a standout film and I think the legs on this will be nice. I'm hoping for it. Fingers crossed because I got it in the box office fantasy pool this year. So we'll see. It's not going to do that Captain Marvel money, but hopefully better than A Wrinkle in a Time <laughs> from last year. Yeah. Well, the, the nice thing is this budget is low. You know, we talked about lower budgets. This one is like $90 million, So, you know, it should have no that's not problem. A, uh, a parameter in the, the box office is the differential. Maybe we'll put we it in there. That. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, you got to like take the budget. And then whatever makes it more than the budget. We'll make a new trophy. <laughs> yeah. For everything. As long as I yeah. win. But we'll make three trophies so that everyone wins. <laughs> how uh, how 2019 of you two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, it's been fantastic having the entire crew back at the mics yeah. this week. And we've got lots to discuss coming up here. Yeah. Like I said, we've got a hell of a year. We did the countdown at the start here. So we're building into celebration. Of course, Shazam! Endgame April is going to be one busy month for you, for I, for Troy, and we've also got these these new babies, these these children, these lives to take care of. So it's going to be chaotic, <laughs> but we'll be back every single week in some form, some capacity to deliver you the latest in nerd. Now, if you'd like to be a part of this show, you can always email us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. That's where the conversation is going down each and every week. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can find everything that we do over on thenerdroom.net as well as starwarscommonwealth.com where you can find everything else that everyone in the Star Wars Commonwealth is doing. And that includes the shows that are going down and representing us. Sanjay's got a cat that's waving to me, so it's really distracting. (laughs) Goose. <laughs> yeah. Goose. What's up, Goose? He's normally yes. not this calm, but he's just sitting in my lap. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's, he's shy because it's the podcast. Yeah, he's going to you know, spit out some tentacles. Yeah, you can find everything that the Source Commonwealth is doing over on SourceCommonwealth.com, like I said, and make sure to follow everyone that's going to be down at Celebration. There's going to be some serious coverage coming out of there, and we're going to be relying on those guys to relay us that information, pick me up some exclusives, and yeah, we're going to go from there, guys. And as always, we'd like to give a big shout out to our man, Rob Wade, who endorses this podcast over on Mostly14.com. You can check it out, everything that he does over there, as well as the other endorsed podcast. Yes, and with that being said, guys, I think it is time for us to sign off, everyone to go and change some diapers, and me to yep. go see if my <laughs> wife is in early labor. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, let us know if you need uh, you need a baby watcher so you can go run on and see Shazam. Uh, Troy's volunteered. Yes, I hear. Yeah, I hear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm tired. I'm Troy. Troy. (laughs) And I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you very much, guys. Man, that screwed me up for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM. Troy the Boy 87 and Sun Jabby. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net and don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Tattooing Sons, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. <laughs>
Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.